Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Wendy. We reread stuff. On today's episode, we reread Indy Stevenson's Nimona. It's a wonderful book. If you haven't read it yet, definitely read it before you listen to this. So how long has it been since you read Nimona? Uh, I think 2015 was the last time I read it. I might have like picked it up, you know, and like paged through it a little bit, but the actual like sit down and read it, I think, was probably when it came out or when I got a hold of it. I don't remember the publication date. What about you? Right after that, I would say, because you recommended it to me. So that's why I read it in the first place. Okay. Yeah, I remember like a big squee over how much I loved <laughs> Nimona. Yeah. It, it hasn't changed. I love this book so much. Yeah. I mean, like right off the bat, the art style in this is so great. It's one of those things where it at times can seem simple, but that is not easy to pull off. To make it look clean and just have everything recognizable and the style throughout is amazing. But then also there are the parts where they alter the style and for specific purposes and it works so well yeah i I, yeah i love it it's so charming it's every time i see maybe just a little tiny detail which is weird right because they're relatively simple panels a lot but sometimes it's just the way that like lines are used to like do movement when nimona is in different forms and oh and then just little tonal shifts when things happen and yeah i loved it from the first panel to the last I made a note, page 32, just that, like what you said, the little background detail where they're in the institution or the institute and the news is on and the artist's rendering of Nimona in the background. It's amazing. Just this little monster that looks nothing like Nimona. Yeah. And, and it just makes everything, I think, just a delight. I'm, I'm just going to gush over this. I, I love it I, so much. I'm ready for it. You know, sometimes it'll take a while to maybe like sink into a story or get to know characters. And you know what? I think it was pretty much like first panels. When she like just like bowls into his life. When Ballister Blackheart doing his, his sort of villainy light really and she comes in and just inserts herself into his life and god i was charmed and i think i was i was charmed but then when she turns into a shark <laughs> i was okay i'm not a tattoo person necessarily i admire them on other people but if i ever got one i think it would be nimona as the as the shark yeah that would be a good one and again you've got things like going on in the background with the the monster silhouette and the giant robot silhouette and even from because the way this is published of course is a webcomic so a little bit at a time so even as you're going through and it it I mean there are subtle changes but there are great things from the very beginning and yeah I mean it hooks you in right away uh, it doesn't hold anything back you find out Ballister's backstory and how he lost his arm and it's one of those things that's a real easy read that you know, this is only the second time I've read it, but sure, I'm going to read it again. Yeah, I could pick it up, and I just, uh, you know, just the different arcs that they go through. I, mean, I love that you know, Nimona's there to do some real monster business, and you just, you think, okay, like super villain, 
you know, Blackheart, and he's the one right away. Like, no, 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 this isn't how it works. You know, <laughs> find that humanity. And then when you find out maybe more about why she's doing it and why he's doing it, and I just liked the layers and the complications. And, you know, it's so easy to dislike someone like Golden Loin. <laughs> so ridiculous. But, you know, even that gets gets turned around. And, you know, if you make it an institution, like an evil force, I'm going to be on board. Sure. I liked the tensions between, I don't know if there were tensions, but like, you know, balance is all, science, science, science. And then there's, hello, magic. I've got that in here in my notes as well. Great mix of weird science and magic. The gun that Ballister uses on the bank heist. Everything is great about it. And, I mean, I, I have a lot of little notes of quotes and things in here. Like there's one where Nimona is kind of explaining some things to Ballister and she says, oh, it turns out you're not crazy. And he's like, you thought I was crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I I love those little character moments that are in here. And and Ballister and his code where like Nimona has just killed all these guards and he's like, hey, those guards didn't ruin my life. Like my goal is not to kill guards. There's something else I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, and I always enjoy her reactions, which quite often are, yeah, sure, man. And then just <laughs> runs off and does other things. But then maybe later on shows that she's at least pausing, but will not give him that moment. Love that. And I guess just the dynamic that they get. I mean, that's sort of, I mean, you know, it's sort of a father-daughter and it's so sweet. And Oh, yeah. The, the, he covers Nimona up with his cape after movie night. <sighs> You know, I even like, it sets it up where that starts to make sense. And yet I never quite anticipate when it's going to show up or how it's going to show up. I had not anticipated movie night. I had anticipated, you know, their relationship. It seemed, you know, oh, it's going in this direction. He's going to show her, you know, like affection. He's going to thaw a little bit. She's going to maybe mellow a little bit or at least give time. And then it is something like movie night or uh, what was it? The festival, you know, when she shape changes into the child and those just, I don't know, like heart melts, right? Like mm-hmm. him carrying her around and absolutely really good balance with some of the, I mean, her backstory is heartbreaking. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't necessarily pull punches, but I really liked that delicate hand with it so that, you know, you get it, you get the impact. You don't have to see every single panel of it, um, but you see, I think, that trauma living, you know, way beyond that. I thought that that was, it was really impressive. I mean, the other major relationship is Ballister and Golden Line. I gotta say Ambrosius. I can't I mean I can't just keep saying golden line over no, over again. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> but the tension between the two of them, I mean it is it's so clear from the beginning that they have history with one another. And then they meet up in the tavern and oh it the the, the whole scene of that is wonderful. We are just absolutely gushing over this thing. It's I know. Gonna, this is going to be a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so no no hard analysis, really. I mean, uh, it's it's perfect for what it is. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's a little bit of the, like, I want more, but that's not a fault of the text. That's just reader greed. And, oh, absolutely. Um, I, would, I would spend more time with these characters without, you know, any kind of need to convince. 
I kind of wish that I would have seen it maybe as a web serial, just because that I don't know how much that would change. But also, I'm impatient. I think that I appreciated having it all, you know, sort of in one in one space. There were a couple of things where I took notes where I thought, like, as a webcomic, it would have been just really fantastic. The very end, uh, where's it? Oh, yeah, okay, so it's page 248, and it's just a full page where it's the it's over page. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just thinking, you know, like, you're waiting for this webcomic, and uh, this is the update, and it's one big panel of this is the end. Yeah. I bet it was great. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then there there was a note I had in here of, and this is just a little thing, but I think it speaks to Stevenson's ability to do art and to really understanding comics. And I think it's it's laid out fine for the physical copy, which is what I've got. Mm-hmm. But on the web, I think it would have looked even better because you've got... At the bottom of this page, you've got Nimona and Ballister together, and then it's a transition into uh, the director and Ambrosius on the next page. And I think it, I think it would have laid out and flowed really well. Yeah, totally agree. Super smart. I like his stuff so much. Which reminds me, I need to look up more, you know, just to see like, what's been going on um, recently. But always have Nimona. So just one of those, you know, rereads that. I wasn't really anticipating. It hadn't been that long, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, and sure. had like paced through it. So I guess it would have been a brutal and surprising disappointment. I mean, we've read some stuff where it's pretty clear right away, <laughs> or you kind of approach it and think, mm, "I'm not sure that this is going to work out." And and I really was, uh, you know, pretty confident. I'm not, I'm not looking right for problems. But oh, absolutely not. Was, we want to enjoy these things. Uh, yes, and this just really felt like. Yes, you know, I'm back here, and even though I remembered, like, some parts, Mm -hmm. I remembered I liked the art style, I remembered some details of it, but there's always going to be, like, that little panel. I mean, something as simple as, like, just the one panel of her, you know, like, making the shot, right? Or when she does a, you know, when she's a cat, and she, like, sort of leaps and hits his head, and just... Like those fun little things, there's no reason for that to lodge in my memory. So then you get just a little, and maybe it's a chuckle, or maybe it's just a, you're like, oh, that was cool. Uh, And yeah, then just, I love her little anarchic soul. Oh, absolutely. it 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 was great. Speaking of an anarchic soul, I was, as I was reading this, I was thinking that it feels for something that was published originally online in, you know, 2010, 2011, whenever it was, it feels really prescient to the things that have become important in the last five or 10 years. I've got a note here about page 137 where Ballister is giving the speech about the institution and about explaining to people how the institution has taken away really their free will, taken their children and trained them as soldiers. I mean, this feels so much like all cops are bastards. And it's, (laughs) you know, way before I ever heard uh, that phrase. Yeah. And they're not there yet to to help you, to give you the correct information. It's about power and money and, yeah. Um, And so I guess when, when Ambrosius learns the hard way, it's it's something else. Yeah. And, um, I thought he got a, an interesting turn there to sort of see how that system had 
helped create him and had perhaps sheltered him. And I know that he was, you know, I mean, the two are sort of locked in this kind of rivalry and the love in the, in the past. But yeah, to watch that was, I mean, it's so delicious. And I do love that kind of arc, you know? Yeah. And I thought that it, it ended well, probably because, you know, he was working, I think, throughout that they had had this balance, but saying it was healthy, but but it was there. I don't necessarily like the, um, I've been horrible the whole time, but now I've done this one nice thing. It's like the Darth Vader thing. Right. So, you know, yeah, I murdered star systems, but look, I saved my son, so, you know, I get to, get to be a force ghost <laughs> dance. Hey, there we go. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so we didn't have that. So I thought it was seated in. Um, and yet, as at the same time, it's like, see, see what you've done? And that goes back to the relationship that they've got, whether where Ballister and Ambrosius are having that conversation. And Ballister says, you always remember things better than they were. And Ambrosius says, you always remember them worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. It is. Like, oh. <laughs> and even though, you know, you suspect kind of what was happening before it's really revealed. It's the, it's one of the great kinds, I think, which is, yes, like I anticipated that. Maybe I didn't know the whole story, um, but it's just that sort of, yes, I know these characters. I know these kinds of stories. Uh, and if it had been surprising, wonderful. But I also sometimes like it, you know, just to be reinforced. And again, it did it, it, did it really well. Yeah, uh, no complaints at all. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a short book relatively um, it's a quick read the ending well the climax of the action in the institute and Nimona's plan and the way everything goes down it's I really love it it's when you've got a character like that that is just smart and knows what they're doing and uses everyone else's assumptions about them against them I absolutely love that and then you get to the actual ending, which is just super sweet. And, the, you know, the, just the last couple of pages. And it would have been sad if we didn't get them. So I'm, it was satisfying. And, yeah, just so cute. <laughs> and that's what I love, right? You get cuteness and you get mayhem and you get all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those things where, like, I could talk about different parts of the art all day, which is great for an audio medium, but right. Would you look at that panel? It's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> but the Nimona as dinosaur into Skid of Nimona as Nimona. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so great. <sighs> Very much looking forward to the movie. I'm not sure yeah. what it's gonna be like, but definitely day one, gonna have to watch that. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna love it. I just know it. Otherwise, I'll complain about it. I'll come <laughs> rage on every social media. How did they do this? And then blame the company for ruining everything. Yeah. All right. But hopefully, it's something I can squeeze over and um, turn to whatever, yeah, social media I choose to keep track of my movies or whatever and write happy little reviews. <sighs> yep. You mentioned uh, keeping up with what Nate Stevenson is doing now. And... Comic-wise, it's a lot more personal. Mm -hmm. There was a collection that came out, oh, two, three years ago, mm -hmm. of just like personal comics. And then he has a newsletter where he does personal comics. Uh, okay. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of, that I'm aware of, comic stuff going right. on. Because he got into TV 
and was the showrunner for She-Ra and has done all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw some, I don't know if they were collected in that, but some of the comics that had been sort of posted to Twitter, and so I saw those, but I don't subscribe to the newsletter, which I should, but... But I did like reading those. And, and they're very different. I mean, the art style is very different. Sure. But good. I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So good. Check out Nimona. <laughs> I mean, that's quick, but do we have anything else to say? No. I mean, it just it's so great. Oh, my God. Right? I know. I feel stupid. But, yeah. I love that it's published by Harper Teen. Yeah. Um, and, I, hey, I hope lots of teens read it. Of course. Uh, the memoir comic is The Fire Never Goes Out because there's a blurb for it on the cover oh, of my copy of Nimona. So I should have known it right there. It's in my ancient. I thought for sure that I had purchased it in paper, but it's just one of those I meant to because I love it so much. Well, I don't have a hard copy of it, but nope. This is my second copy because I gave the first one to August. So, <laughs> yeah, I was tore apart my office for a day like, where did my copy go? Like, oh, oh, I gave it to the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they have to love it, right? Because... I even read it. <gasps> well, all right. You can, you can lead horses to water. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And then you just get, if they ever do, and they come back and love it, then you're like, see? Yeah. I told you. Okay. <laughs>